the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Better believe it. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Saturday, December 23rd, 2023. I'm Peter Boyles. This is Radio Free Denver. Good old 710 KNUS. The weather, here we go on a Saturday. We got some rain coming in and the high will be about 48 and then it drops to 25 and that will give way to snow hopefully on Christmas Eve and then what happens on Monday. 303-696-1971. Uh, coming up in the hour, Steve Wells took me to see the most amazing technology breakthrough that I've seen in such a long time. We'll put these guys on the show. Give us about five or ten minutes of what I saw. As I was mentioning, uh, former Denver sportscaster Steve Harms, who worked with the Von Erichs, worked for Fritz, and the film is out now, The Iron Claw. In the meantime, and I didn't know how the show would be accepted, uh, and it's been wonderful. The calls have been spectacular. And I wrote this down, is is Christmas a pagan holiday? And when we seek the truth with a true open mind, not clouded, but we must acknowledge that, as I said, even our warmest memories and don't turn untruth into truth. And the truth is important. And someone asked me, um, you know, who, 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 are, who are pagans? And, well, pagans... Anybody from the Romans to the Norsemen in Scandinavia, the Druids in Ireland, they were they were they were pagans. They, the earth was the life giver. Was you worshipped nature, and as Christianity spreads through Europe in the early part uh, of the A.D.s, I guess you would say, missionaries got to know lots of different groups of people from different religious systems and different beliefs and all of these people in religious groups uh, were sort of the catch-all term pagan but they were as different as as, as Christianity is as we speak although Christians had a goal of spreading the religion across Europe they were they were quite fascinated by the customs and the ways of the pagans and so they Christianity is pragmatic and so they brought them all in together and Christmas was inspired by traditions from Romans, Celts Norse, Druids uh, and and really pagans and uh, and at the time these different groups shared one big celebration It happened to fall around what we call Christmas time it's the darkest night, shortest day the solstice and people, especially living in the Northern Hemisphere, celebrated uh, the winter solstice. And they're, they're pretty good astronomers. When you start to really read what they were doing and what they were looking at, they were, they were pretty good astronomers. And they could celebrate that short day, long night. And now, as they say, with the master returns. And the solstice is a huge part of pagan life. And so... Take a moment and consider it. What does it mean to be a pagan? After all, people today use the word 
rather carelessly. And there's all these neo-pagans now that I read their stuff on the internet, especially the last couple of days, gearing up for the show. If we answer the question based on the origins of the day, the answer is clearly yes. The origins of Christmas as a holiday, its timing, its tradition, its ancient practices, unmistakably pagan. What do you do with that? 303-696-1971. Jesus wasn't born in December. I'm reading things on the wall. No, of course not. Well, I shouldn't say of course not. But the the solstice is the 25th. I'm not necessarily the 25th, but why the 25th, I guess, is is another great question. And uh, three wise men, the shepherds and the presents and the drinks and dinner and the 25th of December. is tricky. It's a tricky answer. It isn't easily answered. Uh, there's no mention of the 25th in, of December in the Bible anywhere. And as a reader, it's Julius I who set the date for Christmas. Um, first of all, would Jesus have been born on that day? We had a great caller earlier who said, scholars and I'm certainly not one would agree that it's unlikely. And the Gospel of Luke, which is, again, I read part of that this week, shepherds are mentioned watching, watching over their flocks at night. And this is considered highly unlikely. Uh, would have kept them, um, they would have kept the sheep under cover. It's freezing cold in the winter, and the Middle East can get cold. And also the Bible places Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem for the Roman census, but any census in the Roman Empire would have never been done in winter because of the cold and the terrific shape of the roads. So most certainly, from existing pagan celebrations, the winter solstice, the shortest day, had always been celebrated by primitive people in the beginning of hope for the arrival of spring. And now with the master returns. Your turn, 303-696-1971. Uh, According to historians, this time of the year, known for lights and celebration and feasts, and it's a wonderful time. But it's ancient Romans and pre-Christian people in Europe that mark the changing of the seasons. The winter solstice, the shortest day, longest night, has been the the light-filled festivals and the dreary cold depths of a European winter and the human impulse to mark and commemorate the passing of the seasons. Are you, are you on, I, I mean, it, it makes I, the, the wall of, there's angry people. I, um, you know, you say this, that as a historian, as a little minor history reader, to seek the truth with an open mind, you got to acknowledge, and I, I'm saying that the best example I can give, and I was looking at some pictures from this year, the, the Battle of the Little Bighorn was a classic example. I was, I was raised where George Custer was a hero, and those nasty Indians killed him, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's the furthest thing from the truth. And so, when uh, True and I and Kenny and everybody Deb, we go up to see the Little Bighorn, and I'd read written written I'd read all of those books. And by the time you get there, you know it's another truth than the one that you accepted. 
All right, we go to Pete. Pete, you're on the radio show. It's Saturday morning. Good morning, and thank you. Uh, good morning, Pete. Uh, yeah. Good subject. Thanks. Um, if, you, if you look at uh, the history of Christianity, you realize how much it's been manipulated because of political, military causes, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Augustine himself was fighting a uh, civil war in Rome um, and, and basically tried to appease a lot of the uh, pagans and Christians together by kind of blending the two two groups together. Um, and then, in my in my view, Christianity really went off the rails during the Nicene Council, where they started to appease a lot of uh, uh, political and, and government officials with actual doctrine. So I think you're, you're right. There's a lot of... Um, I, I'm, I'm a true believer, but I believe that the Bible has really been manipulated by man himself and scribes who wanted to put mm-hmm. in their own agendas and that, those kind of things. So, well, very cer- cer- and it's cer- certainly been rewritten. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you can you can find how many two hundred and fifteen different versions. Which one's correct? Um, when they meet, you, know, you change two or three words yeah. in a sentence, and it changes the meaning of yeah. entire passages. When they meet in Nicaea and determining the church. And and then we have an Eastern church and a Western church, and we have an Orthodox church, and then the church splits again under Luther and under, um, and, and Luther under Henry. But one of the things that is to me is seeking the truth with an open mind. And I mean, I don't wanna, it's, you know, it's, I don't want to bother people reading what's being said on the on the wall here, but um, isn't that? I mean, we've had some brilliant callers this morning, by the way, and you're right there. You got to acknowledge you can't turn untruth into truth, can you? Well, Pete, you can believe that Jesus was the Son of God mm-hmm. and still believe that humans have manipulated and that's my point um, changed and, and everything I yeah. mean if you look at I, I believe and I may be wrong huh. there were several different church councils but I believe it was the Nicene Council where I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Arius movement mm-hmm. where there was a heavy heavy debate for months at a time on the actual divinity of Christ mm-hmm. while he was a human yeah. um, and basically the church said if you do not believe and sign off on what we're wanting then you're out now manipulate and change the religion into then you're out you're out we'll yeah, sure. to the wilderness yeah. remember so, I, I mean people have to you again i'm a believer but i also look at how much has been changed and i think the bible through and through the message coming of uh jesus as god's son not god incarnate on earth I mean, read Hebrews and read John, and why is Jesus praying all the time? Why is he going through the same things that humans do? Because he was a, a man that took up the mantle that God wanted him to take up. That, that's my opinion. You ever hear, but, you ever hear the term iconoclast? Yes, I, I've read a little bit about well, it. Who the iconoclast um, were, and they spin out of that. And um, I've, I've, I've been in Russia, and they're— uh, and also, you know, in the same thing is true in, in Orthodox Christianity in the Middle East. And there are things called icons. And the people who went around destroying the icons were called, uh, called iconoclasts. And when the church splits, they 
and they took it upon themselves to destroy the the artwork that was prior to the split and and there's destroyed you know tr- tremendous amounts of artwork and then of, of you know of images because these were image so today I oftentimes feature myself as an iconoclast, which is really an image wrecker. You know, like, you, you want to believe this stuff? Well, it's just not true. And the iconoclast of Europe were, and they drove the church. I, I, I'm fascinated by religious history, whether it's um, what we're talking about or what happens to Shinto, what happens to Buddhism, uh, what happens to Bushido, what happens to, to Islam. The arrival of the Wahhabs is a it's a very crossroads moment for Islam. So, well, you can you can actually make an argument that Islam rose out of the the fact that uh, Christianity had branched off and had really gotten away from its roots. Um, a, a lot of religions look at the Trinity; they don't understand it. Three gods in one. Um, and, and they just don't accept it. And that's, I think, a, a major reason why Islam formed in the first place. Is because well, it comes from, you know, it comes from the separation. And there's, there's history that I can read, and, it, and, and it's, it speaks about who they are and what they are. But it gets back always to people that speak for. The interesting thing about, about Judaism, Judaism does not openly seek converts. Christianity and Islam do, and it makes yeah. them makes them in, it makes them even more pragmatic. When if Christianity would have stayed, you know, as a almost a, an offshoot of Judaism, but instead, as it, you point out, it morphs, it changes, and as it moves through Europe, that's when the changes really begin. And well, any any true Christian has to has to start asking themselves questions: which denomination is correct? Well, you know, how many hundreds of denominations do we have now oh, yeah. in Christianity? Oh, yeah. Which yeah. which version of the Bible is mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Because again, if you read different versions, the King James compared to the, uh, you know, any other version, they they change actually the meaning of passages. Sure. By changing the words, you and and challenge people on that. Again, yeah. I I, oh. I think the the major thing is is you can believe in Jesus Christ as God's Son. Um, but you have to accept the fact that it has been absolutely morphed and changed and, and manipulated by man throughout the years. And again, if you seek the truth, and again, I, I use a, a good, bad example, Custer at the Little Bighorn. And I'm a kid growing up. My dad used to take me to the bar. And on the bar, they had that, I think it was Budweiser, the diorama and he's the last one standing. He's got buckskins on. He's got these Colt revolvers, and he's and dead Indians are all around him, and dead cavalry guys. And there's George alone on the hill, and he was a hero. I saw Errol Flynn with they die with their boots on. Yeah. None of none of it's true. I mean, it's not even uh, absolutely. Yeah, and so what we we what we tend what we want to believe, and it was. And when I started reading the truth about who George Custer was and what he had done and what they had done to these people and what they had, how many times they had screwed these people over, and pretty soon you're going, no, that's just not the story. It's not the case. And well, I, we've done we've done it with every subject matter throughout history. Absolutely, actually. absolutely. 
Great morning. Great Merry call. Christmas. You too. Merry Take Christmas care. to you. Great call. Uh, Danny Kaplis's law firm. Dan's believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Dan and his partners, the largest truck crash jury verdict in the history of the state, the firm's history of seven and eight figure settlements and the verdicts speak for themselves. A firm where good people from all walks of life without regard to ability to pay receive the level of legal representation that only the rich and powerful enjoy. Danny's law firm believes talks cheap, experience counts, results matter, and Dan would be happy to share with you the track record. I mentioned many times that what he did for my family. Danny's firm believes who you hire says a lot about you to everyone that's involved in the case. They suggest that you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes core values have always been the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, dedication. If you need Dan's help, 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or hit Kaplis Law, D-A-N, obviously, C-A-P-L-I-S Law.com, Dan Kaplis Law.com, 303-770-5551. Why don't I take one more call, Lou? We'll break, and then we'll bring a special guest on. Uh, let us go to Don. Don, you're on a radio show. Uh, snow is in the cast. It's Saturday. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. Hey. Been, enjo- been enjoying the show. Thank you. I uh, like listening to the different takes that people have on religious beliefs and what is true and what is not. You were raised Catholic, correct? Raised in Holy Mother Church. Yeah, I went to Blessed Sacrament through eighth grade, yeah. six days a week on my knees. any rate, um, did you ever watch um, a movie came out oh, 20 years ago or so, started on a computer called Zeitgeist? No, but I know what Zeitgeist is. It was kind of an entertaining um, well, it's, it's folks. Uh, what, it, what it means is folk spirit. It's yeah, what Carl, Carl Jung tapped into the Zeitgeist. Yeah. So, when you look at the winter solstice, I don't think a lot of people realize what happens in relation to the sun and the North Hemisphere. That on the 21st, shortest day of the earth, of the mm-hmm. shortest day, longest, um, longest night, sun, the wow. sun is in the lowest right. part of the southern hemisphere, right. but on the third day, i.e., the 25th, the sun raises one degree. And the ancients knew that the sun was the giver yeah. of life yeah. and the set was, you know, the evil because bad things happened. Crops didn't grow, that type of stuff. I wonder what would have happened if people would have been in the southern hemisphere as compared to the northern. Well... Would be on the 25th. I mean, but that—that's that, that's that, that's an if, chance, and maybe. It's what did happen, and yeah. But it, but but when you look at it and the reasons for it and everything that's come out of you know everybody's reasons for Christmas, you know whether the rising of the Son of God and you have the Holy Trinity, you know that stuff all takes the faith that you have to believe this without any proof. I don't feel that. Judaism is based as much on faith 
There's Catholicism, do you? Well, Judaism is also a culture. It's, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the first of the Abrahamic religions. Um, remember, um, it, it, they're prob- probably in modern-day Iraq, and Abrahim, who nobody can find, there's no historic, re- or there's no historic record, but assuming that he is the father of us all, whether it's Islam or Judaism or Christianity. And, uh, you know, it's, it's far more complex than what you and I are doing right now. And, but one leads to the next to the next. One goes one way, one goes another. But Judaism is the life well led is its own reward. Um, having a heaven comes from other things that then get morphed into Christianity. Yeah. And so well, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm a, it's it's. But, go ahead. What do you proclaim yourself to be right now? As far as any form of me, um, pro- probably more of a pagan than yeah. the old school. You know, like the what the druids were in Ireland. Um, yeah. You know, the I, life has cycles. I, and, I consider myself a deist. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, I I really I, I really reject any form of organized religion. Mm-hmm. If it works for people, hey, go for it. But no, precisely. I've been around a long time. Had enough ups and downs. You and I have discussed this before. Similar parallel paths and stuff. And I tried going back to Catholicism when I was fifty-five. Mm-hmm. And I asked every Sunday for a year, and I said, mm-hmm. "Do this." Well, if it doesn't, work, but but if it doesn't work for you, then it's okay. But for the people that well, I, I, I had to, I had to find a solid belief to go with okay. the rest of my life. And it, it, when I was in eighth grade, Father Taylor told me, he said, you know, Don, I don't think you're going to stay in the church. He said, but a little bit of advice. But for people that, it, listen, for the people that it works for, that's, I mean, it's tremendous for the people that. That's it, great. That's yeah. wonderful. Then, then, then let it go. Then, then let it be. Father Taylor said to me, Peter, he said, if you don't do anything else, live your life by the goal. Well, then, you know, if you... But I've never, ever, ever, ever forgot that, except he didn't add the don't get mad, get even part. Well, no, you don't even have to do that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just seeking the truth with an open mind. Good call. What we're going to do is do a quick turnaround here, and uh, Steve Wells takes me to meet some people. <laughs> and I was so struck by it. And I said... Um, you have to come on a radio show and talk, and they're going to do it. What they do, they're raising chickens. They're doing all this stuff under these other conditions. It is amazing to watch. But real quick, Twin Aspen Dental Center firmly believes that preventative and uh, proactive dental care is the best way for you to enjoy a healthy smile for as long as possible. Sometimes you might need a tooth replaced, a fractured tooth, a failed tooth canal, a permanent tooth that never grew in can leave you with that annoying gap that you want filled. Doctors Richter and Snyder will always take the time to hear your concerns and come up with a plan that's right for you. Taking a conservative approach, they always tell the patient that the impact of the single-tooth solution for a single-tooth problem. I can tell you, these are friends, and they're skiers. And for, for your convenience, they accept most dental insurance plans. They even offer a reduced-fee dental membership that plans and allows individuals and families to receive preventative care in addition to quality dental treatment 
that reduce prices. Take the first step towards keeping your great smile and getting a better smile. TwinAspenDentalCenter.com for all of all of your needs. Find out more about the services and plans. TwinAspenDental.com. 303-841-7466. 303-841-7466. Don't wait. Call them. Make the appointment. It's a great gift to give to somebody. Hey, you're going to Twin Aspen. 303-841-7466. Our friends. TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. Saturday morning, everyone, 710 KNUS, Denver's talk station on the 23rd of December. And the weather, it's turning. Saturday weather says it's going to be rainy and then turn tonight to snow and 35 on Sunday and 20 degrees Sunday night. Monday, Christmas, 32 degrees. I need to set this up. Uh, I've become great friends uh, with a friend of mine up in Well County. My name is Steve Wells. And he tells me this story about this group of, of scientists who are he said, You're, you can't believe what they are doing. So on Wednesday, I went up there, and um, please say good morning. I, when I was stunned by what I saw, and I invited Jason on the show. Jason Sonic is our guest, he and his brother. Hey, Jason, I, I know your time is really, really tight and busy. Thanks for coming on the radio show this morning, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Peter, and it's a, a privilege to be on your show. All right, so what the hell did I just see? I'm telling you guys, what did I what did I see? You know, I would say that what you saw was 14 years, the results of 14 years of an R&D process that we've gone through to better use lights for the benefits of animals and people. And that's a 80,000 foot view of what you saw. But absolutely, um, there's been a, a large effort funded predominantly here in Colorado where venture capital backed. And um, appreciate the fact that Steve Wells brought you up to see us. Um, we, the basis of the technology is that humans have been evolving for seven million years. We've had electricity for 145 years. You put that on a timeline, and you really don't even see the 145 years show up. And then you look at the increases in neurological and inflammatory diseases, specifically over the last 30 years. And you look at what's causing that. Um, purely, we're exposing ourselves to blue light at all the wrong times of the day. And so we've come up with a system that is using visible light only to get animals and people to produce yeah. their own beneficial hormones. Now, I got to tell you, so I sit and I listen to Jason's brother talk. He said, well, let me show you something. So they have this amazing lab. And you have not would have thought, well, it's where it is. It would have been th- something you would think is connected to a university. But you are indeed connected to a, ma- a couple of major universities. Uh, the system is used, being used now by athletes uh, in different college university programs. So you take me in to this enormous, I mean, Wells and I, it was huge. Tell, just because I... I've told everybody the story about the chickens. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like much, but if you see it. So, Chase, take a second and talk about what you guys have been able to do with chickens. Absolutely. So we started with this technology with plants. My brother has a uh, interdisciplinary master's degree, which is mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, and plant physiology. And as a part of his thesis, 
he discovered that if you modulated light or pulsed light to a plant in a way that you were only delivering the light to the plant as it could use it, no more, no less, that you remove that extra light stress on the plant and you got exponential growth versus a light that's constantly on. And so we spent the first five years <clears throat> in the research effort focused on plants. And then we had a local poultry producer who came to us and said, you know, we're all controlled by the same sun. Why don't we try this on poultry and see what the results are? Long story short, we've led about four and a half million commercial laying hens in 10 different states and have done a lot of research with Colorado State University and Purdue. The results of that research have shown not only improvements in productivity, but feed conversion improvements. And along with that, it has become a huge platform for our research where we're showing benefits in neurotransmitters and hormones. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I was, you know, you know, I was, I was kind of going with Steve because he's my friend, and I said, "Okay, I'll look." I walked out of there, and I, I told my daughter, and I've told so many other people. I said, "I have no idea what I just saw." I mean, it's that staggering, and the chickens are calmer, and they're laying more eggs, and you have a comparison. You're, you have chickens without the the protocols, I guess you call them, and then chickens with them, and then growing plants and I mean, it's just incredible stuff. And now you, you, you can use it on yourself too, which is even more scary. But it, it Jason, it works. It's, um, I mean, what, well, what's going to happen to the technology? I mean, are, are farmers and ranchers are going to be onto this soon, or if not, if not already? Yeah, I'll tell you, Peter, the, the research in poultry led on into dairy research mm -hmm. and cattle research. And based on the behaviors that we saw in those two species, we moved on into racehorses. <laughs> and we're, we're currently lighting racehorses in Kentucky. <laughs> um, and we are seeing absolutely huge oh, benefits. You guys. Where we're not, we're not dosing a horse with anything outside of visible light. We're relying on the biology of the horse to create its own beneficial home. That's incredible. I mean, it, it is – I mean, I was stunned. I, mean, I thought, well, we'll do 15 minutes and go get breakfast. I think we're in there four hours. And we've moved from room to room to room to room with plants and animals. and I, So – I'm going to have you on next week <laughs> it's, um, it, to talk more candy. about it. But it's uh, who come who comes on who came up with this originally? You, you, I know you and your brother work in tandem. We do, and again, we both have uh, educational backgrounds in biochemistry. Somehow, I put that to work working for large finance firms for about ten years, and came back to Colorado in let me think about this, 2009, and joined my brother's test measurement automation engineering firm. And that's where the idea was born from. They have a uh, huge they have a huge lab warehouse. How many employees do you have now working on this? We have a little over 20 employees. Well, so this we're is real. a pretty, pretty real. lean operation. And everything from plant and biology chemists and biologists, um, mm -hmm two electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, 
um, firmware engineers, and it's really exciting to see just the course that this has taken over the last six months without a sales and marketing effort. I, like I said, I when I when I walked out of there, I said to Jason, "Is she going to do the radio show?" And I don't even know how we're going to do it. But people, <laughs> sure. I, when I talked to him yesterday, I said, "Just." Which is really stupid. Let me lead you. And, and so my lead question was, what the hell did I see? And what I saw was, it, it's, it's cutting, it's a breakthrough. Um, they, so we're getting a bunch of people sending us text messaging. Um, next week, come back and we'll talk about individual products, but I could tell you something. I, I, you guys, I mean, I, I, as I walked out of there, I said, these guys are sitting on a cliff. They're sitting on the edge of something. And so what, what sports teams are now using, your, using the lights? Yeah, so without being too specific, yeah. we, are, we have three NFL teams that we're working with, a Major League Baseball team, three NHL teams, um, three NCAA Division One basketball teams, mm. 10 NCAA Division One football teams. Um, and again, be a word of mouth. Yeah. And what we're finding, we, we let the entire Colorado state football team this last season and they wore wearable devices to track their health. Yeah. The result that we saw from that was that they had versus not using our lighting technology. They had a 13% increase in recovery, had a 12% increase in heart rate variability Mm -hmm. which is an indicator of cardiac health and a three percent drop in resting heart rate Um, and we attribute all of that to improved sleep it it really comes down to sleep when you look at the united states as a whole 84 million people Mm -hmm. don't get the recommended amount of sleep Mm -hmm. we're getting blasted you have a website uh that people can see what give the website X T I X is an X ray T I dot U S. That's it. X T I dot U S. That's it. And you'll you'll find on the website that this is a portable solution. Um, It's not like having to go and lay in a red light therapy bed. This is something you can use at home. It is. It's staggering what I saw. I mean, I don't do this often. I go, holy hell put this guy on the radio <laughs> anyhow i will come back next week too i mean i i think that you know i'm I've told you i'm so involved in this hyperbaric stuff that you know two years ago you could have not talked me into any of this and now i'm going like there's more to this one than than we even begin to know and the truth matters and what you're able to do you and your brother and the other employees and steve and i was well steve knew he'd been there before but I was stunned when we came out of there. Absolutely stunned. Do you? I mean, maybe people can arrange a tour off of off of the website, and people want to go see what you got. But absolutely, we do have a contact page on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I would welcome anybody that wants to come That's, see what we're doing to come take a look. Merry Christmas! I mean, you you guys. We'll, you we'll, also, Peter. We'll, no, we'll and see. I appreciate your oh, your um, interest in what we're doing. Oh, quit we, it. Oh, just we quit really it. tried to separate oh. ourselves by leading with the science, and oh. you know it's been a lot of hard work to get to where we are. We've got sixty five patents on the technology. Oh. That's true, and, oh. and we're ready to commercialize. 
I will. I'll talk to you this week. I know it's Christmas week, and then we'll do the radio show next next Saturday as well. But I tell you what, I, every once in a while, you know, somebody knocks you for a loop, and you guys did that for me on Wednesday. I, I was coming back from Greeley. I'm going like I'm calling people. And go, you can't believe what I just saw. And honest to God, as I led the opening of you and I together, I don't know what I saw. <laughs> That's even better. I just saw these some remarkable results. So. Well, again, I think you were looking at 14 years of, of work in science, um, and it, that's a lot to take in if you haven't been there for every day. When you're when you're living in the environment, it seems Man. like it's moving slow. So, uh, I'll talk to you during the week, and thanks to Steve, and we'll do next we'll do next Saturday together again. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll you and your brother and myself will do the show next time. But I'm but I'm stunned I really by it. The opportunity. I'll quit it. So the website is xti.us that's it merry christmas i'll talk to you brother thank you man thank you very much all right you too that was i mean that was just this incredible experience i had i put this guy on the show um so where are we we are at what time is it peter it's 10 43 17 before the hour steve harms coming up to talk about uh the uh, the iron claw and talking about the the what the excuse me the von Erich family in this film that's out three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. What I led with this morning, I did. I I love you know reading history and reading history. Religion has always drawn me ever since I was a, a young reader. And this is of course Christmas, and I asked the question coming out: Is Christmas a pagan holiday? The callers have been brilliant this morning. The people on the wall have not been so kind. But I'm asking a question in open lines. Is Christmas a pagan holiday? And indeed, I mean, it really, truly is. And it's it's inescapable. How does it become its pagan past? And what does it do in terms of truth matters? And truth matters a lot. I I have that ongoing discussion on this radio show over all kinds of different issues, one in particular, but if we seek the truth with an open mind, I say to myself, we must acknowledge that even our warmest memories, me as a kid, don't 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 turn untruth into truth. We're watching it right now. The ability of people to take untruth and turn it into truth and it's not. Truth's important. And you can put a fresh paint job on almost anything you want to try and turn you the other way, but truth is truth. 303-696-1971, you can sneak one in, and then we're going to talk about the the, the Von Erich family, and th- this, this film is out, and then I, I think my grandson's going to show up this morning. We'll see what happens to him, too. Brenda Lee, songs lasted a long time, man. 710, KNUS Denver's talk station. Thank you for being here. Um, Weather's changing. 48 will be the high, 35 tomorrow, and then, of course, on Christmas, it'll be even, Stephen, 32 degrees. 303-696-1971. The first time since we started the show on the history of Christmas, lines are wide open if you want to jump the show. 303-696-1971. Holidays are here. You need a gift for your wife or a special woman in your life, something really special yet affordable. Make her feel loved this holiday season. This year, buy her a couple hours of pampering at Bovisai Skin Care Salon and Spa. 
Beauvisage offers gift packages so your loved ones can enjoy the luxurious services like wonderful European facials, soothing learn to read, soothing therapeutic messages and massages, and all the all the things that go with skin care and nail care services, other beauty treatments, all of those things at that spa. I have been there, can attest to their professionalism, first-class service. The place is great. We have many gift packages to meet anyone's budget. Don't miss the truly special half day at the spa. You won't find anything else quite like it. It includes a catered lunch. It is spectacular for complete details. 303-779-5002. 303-779-5002 or bvspa.com. That's the web. This holiday, give the gift of Beau Visage, 303 303- 779bvspa.com, 303-779-5002bvspa.com. It's been fascinating, just really, really great calls. Um, I like have mentioned off and on, reading, in the reading history and then reading uh, the kinds of history that maybe knocks some stuff down, often called, often called revisionism. Uh, that we have believed also they're called court historians. Court historians or the victors write, you know, write, write, write the history. And the best example I can give lately uh, is that of the Battle of the Little Bighorn, George Custer, and being raised as a kid in the 50s and believing that, that Custer is a hero. And that's not really even close to the truth. On the other hand, the pendulum may have come back a little bit more towards the middle because he was simply a man of his times. And what was done to Native people, what was done in the name of our government, what was named, or what was done, they were simply men of their times. Custer, on the other hand, was a fool. And he was an arrogant fool. And what he led those he led those men to their death, but having been raised on Errol Flynn, they died with their boots on. Having been raised on, you know the the, the as I said that di- diorama that was in one of the bars the old man drank in. You know you bought all that stuff, and now now you don't. So uh, we're ready to go. Okay, back to the phones we go. Uh, this is Arnie. Arnie, you're on a radio show. We got about four minutes. Good morning. Oh, I didn't know I was going to get on so quick. Well, we jumped ahead. Anyway, yeah, I, I was looking for a um, a book to pass on to you because I know that you're a reader. I've followed you for years and years. If you want to read a real unusual Christmas book, read, and you may have already heard of this before, read a book called Unholy Night. Huh. I have not. You ever heard of that? I have not. By Seth, by Seth Graham Smith. And he also was the author of a book called Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Hunter. Oh, I know that book. I have read that book. Actually, I had that guy on the radio show. Well, have you read The Unholy Night? I have not. That That's a story about Christmas you wouldn't believe. Okay. Well, I bet I did and read Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I, they made a movie out of that. Yeah, right. I watched the movie. Okay. The, uh, the whole book is, uh, is written around the... Um, the the who the who the who were the really the three kings? Well, they were and, they were magicians. Well, 
read this book and you'll see a different take on it. And there's lots of sections of it that are quoted out of the Bible. And mm-hmm. and uh, but he, it's really a novel. Right. But, uh, of course it is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh. but it, it's it's really cool. It goes through uh, it goes through the uh, how this guy um, Balthazar, I think, was the mm-hmm. it's one, one of the three one of the, three. One yeah. of the people. Yeah, one of the three, and he's actually listed in here as a uh, as a renegade who uh, people were after all the time. But anyway, I won't tell you the whole thing. But if you can get a hold of it, and if you can't, uh, I'll call you back <laughs> okay. sometime and, and give you mine. Well, Baltazar, <laughs> but was I read one, it. Yeah, Baltazar was one of the three. Magi, yeah. Magi means magicians. They were magicians. Yeah. Well, they, the way they're portrayed in this book, they're they're thieves and robbers. Yeah, but how would yeah? But you can't know any of that. I mean, it's just no. they, they, That's the point of writing novels, as as, as opposed to right. But the, the thing that's interesting about it is how he takes how he weaves together bits and pieces of the Christmas story out of the Bible hmm. in this novel. And it's it's really fascinating. It's a fast read, and you know, just to show how crazy I am about it, I read this every year at Christmas time. <laughs> you you got to get help. <laughs> you got to get help, Arnie. But yep. uh, it's there. No, I, I but I read Vampire Hunter that, and actually, the guy was on a radio show was years back. So um, yeah, I thought it was so 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 cockamamie, so crazy that uh, you used it. You know, put the guy on a show. Merry Christmas, yeah. brother. All right, thanks, All right, man. Thank All right, you. thank you. All right, um, we're trying to get a hold of Steve to put him on to talk in the next segment about the Von Erichs. And there's a um, a film, I, apparently it opened yesterday, someone said, I don't know that. It's called The Iron Claw, about the um, the wrestling family, the Von Erichs. Kevin, David, Carrie, I know their names, Mike and Chris. I um, actually met Carrie, worked a ring one time with Carrie. Iron Claws is film about this wrestling family, but it's way more than that. Stevie, when he's a young guy working in the business, worked directly uh, for his name was Jack Atkinson, who becomes Fritz von Erich. Remember his tag team partner, Waldo? We used to watch that stuff in my grandma's black and white, Waldo von Erich and Fritz von Erich. And um, after the Second World War, they were wrestling won't miss a beat, right? They were. Uh, they were Nazis or pro-Nazi. And remember, Japanese wrestlers were always sneaky. <laughs> That's because of Pearl Harbor. So they would have them sneaking up on a guy. And all, Dennis James would say, he Pearl Harbored him. That was one of the raps they'd use. And oh, it was just classic stuff. But anyhow, the Von Erichs. Anyhow, so Fritz fathers these kids. And when they run Texas, they really run Texas. So let's see what Stevie's doing. And he's really, really busy right now. I know. So let's see if we can catch him and get him on here. So, 303-696-1971. And Saturday morning, December the 23rd, 2023. We ready, Luke? Can we pull this off? All right, Bubba. Let's do it. Right back. Stay here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.